I'm gonna do everything I can to be out there. Um, you know, I'm, I, you know, I feel feel a lot better today than I would have thought. So I like how I'm progressing, and you know, I'm gonna do everything I can to, to be out there on Thursday. There you have it. Heard it from the man himself. I'm Kainani Stevens. Brian Sexton, John Osher here for Jags AM as we get ready for Thursday night football. And Trevor Lawrence was about as candid as he could be. He said he really wants to play, play this week. He's going to do everything he can to be out there. Brian, where do we think he's at with it? He seems optimistic about it, but it's a short week. I still think it's a coin toss. I mean, I still think I, I, there's a lot of people that read into that. Oh, he's playing for sure. I, I don't think it's for sure. I, don't I think, think it's for sure. sure but I think it. he's. Uh, I think it's for sure. I think he's going to play. Uh, I think he's going to get through it. I think they're going to try to protect him with uh, play calling and uh, you know basically get down if there's any danger. Uh, but I think he's playing. But I agree with you. I, I'm not 99%. Yeah. I'd, I'd put it at 51%. Well, the key word is I think. Right? Yeah. I think. We're all kind of, what do we think? What do we guess? What is it going to be? We don't know. I, th I think it legitimately comes down, John, to um, you know, tomorrow, his warm-up. Yeah, this might be a legitimate game time decision. Yeah. I'm with you guys. So our first big thing, of course, is about Trevor. So it's yes, no, maybe so. We'll have to find out. Obviously, Trevor talked. He said he's going to do everything he can to get out there. But also he talked a little bit about what it's like to play hurt and the things you need to think about going forward. Of course, I, this game is about toughness and it's about at times playing through injuries. I think there's a I mean, it's but but it's also you got to be smart and, and you know, the position that we're in and because there's there's guys every week that have injuries and might sit out and might not play and you know they're looking for the long haul of, of not just for themselves but also for the team because you want you want your guys to be healthy um in crunch time of the season down the stretch you know so like i said there's there's a lot of questions that you have to answer there's not a right answer to any of them um i think some guys are more conservative when it comes to injuries and some guys aren't some guys play through more and some guys don't so it, it depends who you are what you're comfortable with um, the biggest thing is you got to feel confident going on that field, whether you decide to play or not. You got to feel comfortable with what you're doing and confident. You got to go play because you can't play this game hesitating at all. So I think that's that's a question that obviously everyone asks themselves when they're dealing with anything. John Trevor certainly has that personality type. He wants to play through something mm -hmm. if he can play through it. But there's also the fact that I think if it's a little more serious injury, it might be more of a concern. But when it's getting through, he also talked about having that confidence, right? Yeah. You need to be confident when you're out there. And he's playing with a brace at practice the other day. He said he wasn't quite sure about it. How much of it will be him being comfortable with the brace and, and with his limitations? Well, I think it, it'll be 90% how he feels on on Thursday. And, they, and he was asked about this. And... He has to be honest with himself. Uh, it's a different thing when a quarterback doesn't play compared to another position. Mm -hmm. It's a vastly different thing. You know, these guys take pride in it. Uh, you know, it's your record as a starter, Brian, and how many starts you have. Uh, he's never missed. Yeah, and he's never missed. He's also really never played through anything like this. So there is uncertainty. It's easy to say, well, you should tough it out. Well, he's never done it, so he's not quite sure what tough it out means versus what injury risk is. That's what he'll lean on the trainers for. Uh, again, I think he gives it a go, uh, and I'm fine with him giving it a go as long as they don't think that that risks him getting more injured. Let me present it this way. If it was a December game in the division for the division title, would he play? Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, then he plays. Right. The vacuum here is, is it's the third game in 12 days against a non-conference non-division opponent mm -hmm. you know do we risk it there's Still 10 more games on the other side yeah, yeah but 
you're not going you're not going 15 and two. I don't buy that argument. I, I I think you have to have a big picture look. And I can go back to '97 with Mark Brunel who played through the ACL and he was never the same. And I get it, different injury, but you have to have a long-term approach with your quarterback, which is what I think needs to be mixed in here. And we have to remember there are injuries elsewhere on this team as well, which could affect them for sure. Big Easy is our second big thing of the day because we're going to Big Easy, but it's not going to be easy because it's hard to play in the Superdome and it's hard to play on Thursday night football. Doug talked a little bit about that earlier this week. You know, we can't control the schedule, obviously, um, <clears throat> but I, I honestly don't think our team really cares that much about when and where and who we play. I mean, it, it, it yes, you're guaranteed a home game after, you know, after the, the London trip and, and all of that, which is great, but after that, I mean, yeah, you just, you go to the next one. And um, I honestly believe that our players really don't pay much attention to that, you know, nor do we. I mean, it's, it's uh, the schedule comes out in May, and and uh, we see it, and you know we're excited for it. So Doug's never one to make excuses when it comes to the schedule, certainly. And the thing about Thursday night football, it affects both teams the same. They both have yeah. a short week, and the Saints didn't play well last week, so this no. is gonna hurt them too. You know, there are some players in this league that are very vocal about not liking the Thursday night game. I, there are none and of the those. rest of them just don't like it. Right, right. There are none of those guys <laughs> in this locker room. Because, right. you know, I was in there yesterday, as you guys probably were, and they all just have the mental attitude. We just got to go power through it. The flip side is now we get the mini buy, you get the weekend off and more time to get ready for the Steelers. I don't think anybody would choose it except they love the check. It comes with a big check. It's a billion-dollar deal. So they're not going to see this thing go away. Uh, but I don't get the sense, you know, there, I can think of a couple players in particular in different markets where they really hate the Thursday night game. And every time their team has to play, they let everybody know how much they don't like it. That hasn't been the case this week. Talking to Evan Ingram in particular, he goes, we just we can't change it. Let's go play. I think that's an interesting approach because they're never going to change it. And no. the, the amount that people complain about it, yes, it sucks, but it's not going anywhere. Right. right. Well, there's a couple of different factors here, too. It's really not the same for both teams. It's not the same for the road team at all. It's, it, it's a really difficult situation for the road team compared to the home team because of the day and the travel. And then for the Jaguars this week, there is a little bit of a, another factor. You're already kind of beat up, and then you're going to play on that turf, which a couple of players told me yesterday, that turf's tough. I mean, it's, it, it's, a, uh, it's hard on your body. They have to deal with it. Um, I still think the Jaguars win, but I think this is obviously logistically at, as tough a test as you're going to face when you factor in London on the front end. It is. And our final big thing today is going to be think takeaways because, as we know, these Thursday night games, they can get pretty ugly, pretty sloppy. So it's going to be defensive battle. And the defense has been the calling card of this team so far this season. They've made a lot of takeaways so far, and they're hoping to continue that going forward. I think uh, it really just comes down to taking advantage of your opportunity. We've been able to touch the ball, and the guys are coming down with it. You know, Josh had a strip sack where we get a couple of fumbles. So it's just being able to, you know, take advantage of opportunities. We always talk about the numbers favor us. So if we get more guys around the ball, we have opportunity to take the ball away. So that's what we try to do, and we're doing a decent job right now. John, does this matchup look like one of those, like, defensive kind of, like, low-scoring situations to you, or how do you think it might play out? You know, it, it does, but I've also been doing this long enough. As soon as Anything I say that, happen. it's going to be 42-41. Yeah. So, <laughs> but 
It does. That's the way both teams are playing right now. And to me, if if you're if this defense is what I'm starting to think it is, which is a turnover forcing defense that forces other teams to do things they don't want to do, then I think you can win this game. I think you can win this game doing that. Uh, and this is one where uh, I think everybody's sort of come around now, Brian, to talking about how good this defense is yeah. and how much they force turnovers. Well, this is sort of, okay, well, we've said you're that. Go do it. Uh, go do it because the circumstances are tricky. Uh, the X factor, I think, is Tyson Campbell being out. I don't like that at all. No, look, two weeks ago, the Saints scored 34 points and, and blanked the, the New England Patriots. Shut them out. That doesn't happen to Bill Belichick, even on, on lesser talented teams very often. Uh, so they can put points up because they've got big receivers who can run. Chris Olave can get down the field, and without Monteric Brown, you know, the matchup with Michael Thomas is not, it's not comforting. Uh, Michael Pittman, who I think is an average guy, uh, you know, went for more than 100, and mostly because Monteric wasn't ready. So there are some situations there, but Derek Carr will turn the ball over. He'll give it to you. And if this defense is going to be opportunistic, this is a great night. You get a takeaway or two, you win this ball game. And I think if they do it early as well, because Derek Carr's been having some issues with the play calling over there, they're getting in some scuffles and whatnot. So yeah. I think if we can get them infighting early, that might be very helpful. Stay with us here on Jags AM. We're going to do a little this or that after the break. This or that. This or that. We say that. We're back. What's our this or that this week? Well, right, I'm going to stay us? with the theme that I have. All right, we've 16 kind of or not. Well, it's a short week. There's not that many different storylines. But let me let me present it a different way. Um, Press Taylor said the other day that it was going to be a meeting of the minds, right? It would be the quarterback, the coach, the trainer, and they would get together and decide. So my question is, is it Trevor's call or is it the coach's call? It, 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 at this point in his career, third season, has he earned the right to make that call himself, or do you protect the quarterback? And, of course, we're assuming that it isn't completely right. If it's completely right, then he plays, no doubt. But whose call is it? I think it might be one of those injuries that isn't so severe that they need to override him. I think it might be if he wants to play, they'll let him play. Right. That's my intuition to how they've been speaking on it. Pat Mahomes got to make the call to go back into the game yeah. in Kansas City in January because he's Pat Mahomes and he's won a Super Bowl and now he's won two. So it's just an interesting question because it, at another point in his career, it's going to be a more serious injury you know, or a hamstring or something that keeps him out. Right. Um, and then it'll be about him coming back. Has he earned the right to make that call? I think Mahomes is a good example because Trevor's on the other sidelines watching that last year. And uh, there is a point with NFL quarterbacks where you need to be able to do some version of that. Yeah. I, I'm not saying if he doesn't do it that he doesn't have Pat Mahomes' guts because some of it's going to be the trainer saying, okay, the, or the uh, trainers and doctors yeah. saying, okay, we're fine with you making this decision medically. Right. Now it's up to you. Uh, but to me, if it gets to that point, he plays. I so, agree. Yeah. I think so. If he's okay to play, he's going to play. And I think he plays. All right, Don, what do you got for this or that? This, uh, this or that, I believe, was uh, <laughs> I think it was Travis more important Josh, Travis Etienne or Josh Allen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of a silly question because they're both important. But I think tonight, because it, or, uh, on, on Thursday, because I'm not expecting huge points, um, I think Josh Allen and collectively the defense are more important because this team needs, I think, Josh to have one of those big play Josh Allen moments in the first half, set a tone. Uh, what better start for this team than if he could sack fumble, 
uh, the quarterback, yeah. get some sort of ball uh, bouncing into the air that the Jaguars get. And then all of a sudden they're on the sidelines feeling like, oh, okay, this is how, this is our formula. This is how they say we could do it. Uh, we could do it. So I think he could have more impact unless Travis breaks up a 90-yard run. Yeah, well, unless. I'll go with Allen because I think on offense, if, if Travis Etienne is, is bottled up, you know, there are more options, right? On the defensive side right now, the only pass rusher that they really have in terms of getting to the quarterback is Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if ETN is bottled up, you know, here comes Engram, here comes Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley can get off. Um, but on the defensive side, it still all comes down to number 41 making that play. Maybe Trayvon becomes that guy, mm-hmm. uh, but we haven't seen that yet, so I say Allen. I'm going to make a little prediction. You're exactly right. I think Thursday night, prime time, uh, some player aside from Josh makes that play we're talking about and is sitting on the desk after the game. Yeah, not his own desk, but the the, player uh, of the game, if you will. Yes. The host says that happens on those nights where all of a sudden some guy's a star you didn't expect. Maybe Smooter. Smooter. I go way back to Smooter. (laughs) Is Smooter friends with Smitter? Uh, no, nobody's friends with Smitter. Nickname basis. We love it. Um, my this or that this week is if you could choose or bigger win to you, would it be being shorthanded, finding a way to get a win on Thursday Night Football, or is the bigger win next week when you go to the Steelers and you can have that win going into the bye? Well, I, I always struggle with these because a win's a win, and they all count the same in the NFL. Um, Although an AFC win can count a little bit more. Yeah, I, I I would say this is more impressive because you're going to have 10 days to prepare for the Steelers. I don't know that the Steelers, um, they're probably about the same team right now. The Steelers have been inconsistent. The Saints have been inconsistent. Um, So I would say circumstantially, uh, London, Colts, four days, going over there on the road on Thursday night and winning. uh, All those elements say you lose. I, I think 10 days before the Steelers says you win. So I'd say t- uh, t- tonight would be more impressive. I think fans who hate the Steelers historically would like the <laughs> other one better. Always want to beat the Steelers. Okay. Always. And, and, and I can remember there being some games, one in 98 in particular, where the Jaguars were the better team. Mm-hmm. And Mark Brunel threw two pick sixes to Dwayne Washington um, at the old Three Rivers. No, no. Always beating the Steelers. Plus, it's an AFC team. Two tough road environments. So I'll take two wins, but we'll see what we end up getting out of that. Stay with us. We're going to come right back after the break and go over a little bit of he will, he won't, he might, and we think we'll show out in this game on Thursday. We're looking now at he will, he won't, he might, presented to us by Suddeth. As we're looking at players that we're looking at that might play a big role on Thursday. Brian, you picked Evan this week, right? I'll go with Evan. I think Evan will be that guy on um, on Thursday night in New Orleans. He will have a really big game. You mentioned earlier that if the quarterback, you know, they can try to make it easy on him, that's 17. You know, he is that guy who makes tough catches. He's always open. He'll be at the chains. Uh, so I say he will become the go-to guy. He'll have the big night. Um, he won't make that, you know, dramatic one-handed catch every once in a while. But when he does, had one last week. He, yeah. Well, no, yeah, no. And then he I know. The guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was talking to him about that. I said, when when I looked, when you looked at the hand, I wondered, did you break it? Because you wouldn't stop <laughs> looking at it. He goes, I was just amazed at it. And I, I, we were too. I don't know that he'll have that kind of a catch. Uh, but this might be a two-touchdown game for him. Okay. It, it might be that uh, that game like he had in the. Uh, 
in Nashville last year. What do you have? Uh, 11 catches on 16 targets and 160 yards and two touchdowns. I just see him becoming that guy that the quarterback wants to get the ball to as quickly as possible. I think the Saints are going to stack the, the line of scrimmage. They're big bodies inside. There's not that that Josh Allen kind of pass rusher. You know, Cam Jordan's an aging player. I think they'll be very effective against the run, and I think it's going to open things up for somebody, and I think that's somebody's Ingram. Yeah, I think Evan has uh, two touchdowns. I think they win the game. Yeah. I would say comfortably, but I think they'll win the game. So, uh, good one, because that's the one I was going to do. And then Kai told me you I told you weren't allowed so, to. Because yeah. uh, I think Evan, uh, after everything broke up yesterday, I was talking to him, and he, he said he, he couldn't believe how good he felt going into a Thursday game, by the way. And he said there's been games on Thursday yeah. where he felt like, you know, walking out the previous Sunday, he wasn't going to make the game. Uh, much different this week. Well, so. He's the guy that told me in the locker room yesterday, yeah. why even waste a minute thinking about what could be playing on Sunday instead? We've got to go play, so we might as well have a good attitude about it. See, I'm the opposite. I, I believe in oh, the bad attitudes. <laughs> and then surprise the yourself. No yeah. one who's watching is surprised. Um, I went with Trayvon Walker. Uh, he will play well because he always plays well. He, he's played well every game so far this year, uh, and there's no reason to think what they ask him to do that he's going to come off of that. Uh, he might be the most consistently good player on the defense right now outside of Tyson Campbell, uh, and that includes Josh Allen, who has big plays, but Trayvon's playing really well. Uh, he, he won't have a big sack night because I don't think he's going to be a big sack guy in his career. Uh, so I'm going to stop framing my conversation about Trayvon mm -hmm. like that. He might be the most underappreciated, over-criticized guy on this team right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I get the whole draft thing. Uh, to me, there's three guys I want on the field for the Jaguars on defense. It's uh, Trayvon Walker, Josh Allen, and it's Tyson Campbell. And they're all uber important. And I, and I don't know how they replace any, three of those, any of those three guys if they're off the field. For that reason, I'm worried about cornerback this week. But Josh Allen and uh, Trayvon Walker are the reason that, or not the only reason. They're huge reasons why this team's third in the NFL in uh, rushing defense, why they have so many takeaways. They are really stout up front. Those two guys are big reasons why. You know, going back and watching the tape, he, he, he's not that Josh Allen edge rusher. He just doesn't get there. But on the sack that he did he's get. dominant against the run. Dominant against the run. Yeah. I mean, he takes and jacks up that, that right tackle and the tight end, if you go back and watch the Bills game. But last week against the Colts, John, you remember, he came off that left edge of the defense and screamed over the center. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a, such a powerful inside rusher. I wonder if his hand on the ground more often lined up as a big end, uh, as a Calais Campbell kind of end. Might not be where his his best. Yeah, it might be something is. they eventually get to. I mean, there were they've got a plan, and I'm not trying to be a defensive mind. I just see the inside rush with him and think he does that better. And yet everybody looks at him and says, "Well, why is he not rushing the ball like right. like like the edge rushers that we see? Because he's not an edge That's rusher. Not what he is. If you like this team being good on defense, he's a big reason you why. don't want him off the field. I love to see it. Love to see that from Trayvon. I went defense for. Um, my pick as well. I picked Devin Lloyd because he missed those two games. I think he will be a big part of this win because it's going to be defensive if they get a win on Thursday night football. So he'll be a big part of it. He missed those two games after he had hand surgery, but he came back in this last game against the Colts and he showed out really well. He had a dropped interception, so I will say he won't 
have an interception because of that cast on his hand. He is playing very well, so I don't think that'll slow him down. He might be able to force a fumble, throw the cast in there, knock something out. Unfortunately, I don't think his interception time is coming right now until he can get the cast off of his hand. I think he might. I, I, oh, I think, think he, he might, might go be against the guy it? sitting on the desk. He's the guy. When you said that, that I, that's what I thought you. of. Uh, because. He's always around the ball. Well, that's the, the guy ball, they drafted. For sure. right. They drafted the guy who was the Associated Press College Player of the Year at Utah. And the reason I bring that up is, is all those great defensive players at Georgia and Alabama that year were not. He was. Mm-hmm. Eight sacks, a couple of interceptions, forced fumbles, fumbles recovered. Even with the cast, he was where he needed to be. I think that's a great choice. And, you know, we talk about Trayvon Walker playing well. I won't be surprised if in a month we're not talking about Devin Lloyd playing at a very high level also. Well, it's not. They're both playing well. And... It's not coincidental. You drafted them in the first round yep. last year, so that second year they would be year good guys. this year and be the reason you're a good defense. Um, last year, yeah. especially after the first month, I don't know that he would have been in the position to intercept those balls, let alone pull it in, right? Um, it, the game is much slower for him. He focused on that. He was very mindful in the offseason of, of calming it down, and, um, and he's impressive, and I think before this year is over, we'll be talking about those two first-round picks stepping up in their second year. Absolutely. All right, stay with us. We'll have our previews for the weekend, a little bit of sneak peek of Mike Up. For 10 years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all of the available inventory and go Jags. Jags fans, if you also, if you want some customized Jaguars furniture for your home, you can check out ZipChair.com to browse all customizable options. ZipChair is furniture for fans. I pumped the pitch, you're like wide open. This first play, we don't need it, but later on, we'll, we're gonna hit that. Hey, lock back in, baby, let's go. Lock back in, let's go. One play. Here we go. set. Trevor drops. Looks, fires, deep downfield, got a man, that's Christian Kirk, along the left sideline, touchdown Jacksonville! I told you, I told you, I told you! Let's go, let's go! I knew it. We got 16 this week mic'd up, and we know his trash talk isn't the best, but it is nice to hear how he organizes the offense. If he, if, if he wanted trash talk lessons, who would he go to in the locker room? I don't uh, know who's the best trash talker on the team. Oh, I'll bet Ray Sean can play a little Cam bit. Cam and Ray Sean. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and just look Cam to your left, Cam. Can, but with Cam, it's almost like it's almost not trash talk. It's just so Cam big. talk. Yeah. That's true. Because who's going to argue yeah. with him? Like, okay. Yeah, Ray Sean's probably a good call. He probably can talk it. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Trevor's just, he's very sweet. I think that's just his demeanor. I don't think he can do it. I'll um, bet Ridley can pull it out every now and then when he it, When he has to. Yeah. Not constantly. It's really, but, it, yeah, I'll bet he can talk as well. All right, coming up uh, Thursday night, what do we think? You think the Jags can pull it out on Thursday night football? Yes. I, I do, and it almost feels a little bit like a house money game. Sure. Uh, if they win, I'm really impressed with them because it's a hard game to go win. Uh, Doug Peterson, I don't think he's ever lost on Thursday night. So, uh, it, it, if that's wrong, I apologize. That's my understanding. Um, if they win, it's an impressive, impressive win. 
if they don't, it's not the end of the world. But then all of a sudden, you got to come back and win the next week. Look, I, I'm, I'm leaning with you guys. I mean, I, I think he's probably going to play. Yeah. Um, that's just a gut feeling. But even if he doesn't, you look at what the Browns were able to do against the Niners with a backup quarterback, yeah. right? Uh, the rest of the team stepped up. The running game was really good. The defense was dominant. Same thing with the Jets. They played Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown in that passing offense in Philly without Sauce Gardner and D.J. Reed, and the rest of them stepped up. This team is talented enough that the rest of the team can step up, and you can go beat the Saints on a Thursday night. And I don't think they could have won this in week four. No. But I think the way they're playing now, they understand what's being asked of yeah. them, and they're confident in it. So I, I, I think they can, and if they don't, I'm not that worried about it. Thursdays are weird. Let's hope it happens. We hope all of our viewers enjoy Thursday night football and, of course, the weekend off as well. We'll be covered on game day, and we'll be back here on Jags AM on Monday.